Big Show. Wait a minute. That's the smartest thing I've ever heard anyone say about anything. It's potluck, so bring whatever you want. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 709. I'm Paul Silberto coming up this hour. Dan Hoost has our Sullivan County update, and we will speak with Executive Chef Jody Cummings. All this hour here on Silberto and Friends. Well, you now know him as the host of Catskills News Talk Sports Report, Dylan Price. Dylan, good morning. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you as well. I think you added a couple words there in the title, but could you, you know, tell close by, enough. Could you tell by the look on my face? I, I could tell you were, the wheels were turning. Listen, yeah. it's the day yeah. after Christmas. Yes, yes. It's an early morning. I get it, yes. but always good to hang with you and excited to be back here in the Catskills. This is awesome. I think we should call it the Catskills News Sports Report. Just so it's easier think, yeah. for you to remember. Wouldn't that be better? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. With Dylan Price. <laughs> yeah, oh, there that we go. Okay, yeah. got to get the tagline in there, too. <laughs> I got to tell you, my friend, what a great show. Um, I time I time my breakfast. I get to spend time with my personal chef. Okay, most people know him as Chico from Tilly's, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I stop at Tilly's on Saturday. I have my breakfast, and I make sure I'm done out in the car, running my errands in time to hear your show. Well, I appreciate <laughs> it. I usually have my cup of coffee. My whole big thing is everyone can have their cup of coffee with me. Or, I guess, run your errands. That works, too. Whatever floats <laughs> your boat. Some people, I guess, get their betting advice from me in the mornings, too, as well. Put their betting slips in. So, I guess it's always a good time <laughs> yeah, for some people. As We were just talking about that off air. But, hey, however people enjoy it, I'm just happy to be doing it. It's always a good time. So you do a great job with them, my Thank friend. You. And uh, why I was really happy about you joining joining me this morning is we get a chance to do some catching up. I know we chat mm-hmm. on Mondays and Fridays with that Catskills News Talk there you go. sports update. It's a, it's a yeah, mouthful. Yeah, there you go. Um, but really getting a chance to catch up because so much has happened over the past, yeah. what, year, year or so, if that. Yeah, it's been a uh, bit of a run. I mean, yeah. we see all each other a little bit over the summer yeah. and get to pop in time to time and hang out a little bit. But yeah, the first time we got to catch up over air in a while. I yeah. said that uh, my Facebook post last night, I was trying yeah. to do the math. But I think since last winter when uh, you and I were in here a little bit with Jonathan yep. and uh, oh, yeah. um, Senator Mike Bertucci exactly, as well. Yeah. Well, anyway. Which is, you yeah. know, you knew what I knew what I was yeah, signing up exactly for doing that. Right, but yeah, right. I'm excited to catch up with you over the course so, of the next couple this hours. This is cool. So let's start off with What's happening? First of all, um, what's happening today? Then I want to get into the big news of what you're doing over the next couple of days. But today is important because I know where your heart is when it comes to um, really reaching out community-wise, helping those that are in need. We did have a chance to speak about this a few times. Uh, so let's talk about uh, today, what's going on. Yeah, so for those of you that have not um, heard me do my spiel about this before or heard Paul and I talk about this, um, out at Penn State, where I'm now my junior year, I'm a part of THON, um, the largest student-run philanthropy um, in the country, and I am privileged to be a part of a special interest organization, photo that represents four amazing families, the Megan Esslinger family, Logan Naper family, Maddie Trammell family, and the Brooke Ross family. And throughout the course of the year, we provide support to the families, hanging out with them, doing everything mm-hmm. from family field days to wow. visits, and just hanging out, getting Christmas presents, having a good time. They make our lives just as fun as hopefully we can make theirs for just a brief moment. Um, and very lucky that all four kids are in remission as well, which is terrific to always have happen. Um, not as many 
organizations are blessed with that as right. well. But throughout the course of the year, beyond just supporting those families, being a good group of friends and doing a bunch of different things, we fundraise. And we fundraise throughout the course of the Thon year that culminates February 16th through the 18th with a 46-hour no-sitting, no-sleeping dance That's marathon. That's right, yes. Um, and throughout the course of the year, we do different fundraising efforts. And while we're home on break is some of the most crucial times because for all of us, while we're at school, of course, we can fundraise together and do different yeah. things. But when we're home, we can hit those different areas that, you know, we can tell Thon story and can tell what we're doing. I so, think that's a great idea. Yeah. That so is a really great idea. I'll be out today um, at the Rock Hill Trading Post with two of my good friends as well, uh, Ribbon Sailing. And it's all donation-based. Just come on by. We can talk to you a little bit more about Thon and what the support does for these families so they never get a bill, Paul. They mm-hmm. never get a bill for travel, never get a bill for treatment, anything under the sun, as well as the fact that it goes to research where they're finding cutting-edge technology oh, yeah. and different treatments well, that are moving the needle forward. Well, you know how much we focus on the research end when it comes to our yes. sister station, Thunder 102's Country Cares for St. Jude Kids, because, again, you know, you talk about the research and you talk about what you're doing for the kids that go to St. Jude, and in this case, for the families that you're speaking about. But that research can impact positively the lives of maybe a family member, a friend, a relative, and that's that's such a vital part of what you're doing. It's the intangible. It's that research that can affect somebody close to you, whether or not you even know these families. Yeah, and it stretches like St. Jude's as well beyond pediatric cancer, although that that is where the main focus goes with St. Jude's or with Thon and the Penn State Children's Hospital. These give opportunities throughout the course of really even beyond cancer for one good umbrella of doing good and finding different cutting-edge treatments that can help solve a lot of issues and treat a lot of these diseases and make sure people get um, a fighting chance and also, even in the first place, never have to hear the words, you have cancer ever again. So a lot of different things. But, yeah, I'll be at the Rock Hill Trading Post today for a couple hours, which should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, throughout the course of today, some other cool, fun stuff we'll get to announce and talk about. Yes, exactly. Really looking forward to it. So, again, if you get a chance, stop by the the Trading Post and uh, um, get a chance to uh, um, help out and really get a good feeling knowing that you're part of helping with such a great organization. And bottom line is... You never know. You may be helping yourself down the road when it comes to what that research does. So think about that. It's the big picture of what uh, this is all about, and it's really reaching out and, and working hard to help uh, help so many others. You are bowl game bound, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. I am. Yeah. I will be heading out to the big ATL, heading out to Georgia and Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, for Ole Miss Penn State. So really excited to uh, dive into a little bit of that. Penn State culminating their season in Georgia. Another New Year's Six mm-hmm. should be pretty cool. All right. We'll talk about that. Dylan calling the game, the uh, the Peach Bowl coming up. Uh, Dylan Price is here this morning right now. Silberto and friends. He's never had a cavity, and his breath always smells like a sweet breeze blowing through an orchard of gumdrop trees on the banks of a lemonade stream. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 720. I'm Paul Silberto. Dylan Price is here this morning on this Tuesday morning. Keep wanting to say it's a Monday morning, but Tuesday morning. It's catching you off guard. Yeah, I can tell. tell me about it. Foggy as you head out. Some uh, heavy, dense fog. We do have that fog alert in effect. Uh, the dense fog is going to change to just patchy fog as the morning rolls on, but fog is definitely the word of the day. Let's head to the Catskills News Talk line now. It's our weekly conversation with Executive Chef Jody Cummings. Jody, hope you had a great Christmas. 
I did. Is it foggy there, Paul? Very foggy <laughs> here. Yes, yes, it is. Ex- I did. It's, it's Merry Christmas. Extremely foggy here. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hey, my gift is that Dylan Price is here with uh, with me this morning. We haven't had a chance to catch up in a long time. I know you. Yeah. I know you. You. You used to tell me that you didn't like Dylan, but I'm happy he's here. <laughs> it's fine, Jody. My feelings won't be hurt. It's okay. Uh- Always stirring the pot, Paul. You're such a great radio host. Get that for this food segment. Always stirring. Oh my goodness. The pot. Oh, oh, that yeah. was. I didn't even realize I I did that. That was great. Yeah, she said. I... Always stirring the pot. <laughs> there you go. I thought it'd be a there great time to talk about cooking with alcohol. Whoa, sounds good. Yeah. I don't you, know if there's. I don't know if you ever. I don't know if you ever have any leftover wine or champagne in your home. Well, you know I'm not a drinker, so if I right. do, it's leftover for... Well, now let me ask you this question. Yes. Does wine or champagne spoil? Well, no, that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, good. So, it well, for drinking, it does. Oh, for, okay. you know, for it, there's only there's a shelf life of typically, obviously, put, putting it into the refrigerator. Um, there's a shelf life of about a week. Oh about a week for drinking. But the good news, yeah. what I want to talk about is cooking with wine and cha- right. and champagne and beer. Oh, wait a minute. Um, I thought you meant whining while you were cooking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get confused. This fog has gone to your head. <laughs> yes, it has anyway. So, so the good news is that it'll keep in your refrigerator for up to two months. Now you're a perfect person to, to kind of use as as a as an example. You don't drink, but I know you like to cook. It, I try. <laughs> yeah. You you're you're working on it. We're getting there. Um, I the I cannot stress enough to every person listening to this right now. Never ever ever buy cooking wine in the grocery store. I know why. Why? Because it's loaded with salt. Thank you. That's that's the main one of the main reasons. The other one is they're they're awful. They taste really bad, and they'll actually make your dish very salty, as you mentioned. And that's hidden sodium for people with you know issues. And also, it some of them have almost a metallic flavor to them, so it could ruin a dish. So, I mean, I'm not. I mean, they are literally one of the worst products in the grocery store. They're really. Poor quality. Um, whoever created that marketing angle is, you know. So, for someone like you, and you cook, just you know, buy. Go to the store. They sometimes they actually sell. Nowadays, they sell half bottles of white and red. Um, and then the rule of thumb for cooking with wine: um, if you wouldn't drink it, don't cook with it. <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> there's a there's a saying in in kitchens: garbage in, garbage out. Okay. If you start with poor quality ingredients, nothing's going to get better. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, all right. You know, and I'm not saying buy a twenty dollar bottle of wine. You can find, and this is what I do. I do shop from the sale wines, but I look at I look at you know I try to read the label and try to see something that's better quality or where it's from or that kind of thing. But you can definitely get a bottle in the ten to fifteen dollar range. And in, if you're not going to drink it, if it's, if you're buying it just to cook with it, um, one idea is to actually make ice cubes out of the leftover, um, and that'll last not two years <laughs> like your soup. Okay. 
not two years, but you want to make sure, you know, buy something that don't, don't try to buy like a $5 bottle of wine. And, and I don't recommend cooking with wine, like those big cheaper bottles, or I'm not a big fan of wine in the box. Okay. (laughs) I think that was your next question. (laughs) Yeah, it was. How'd you know that? They're not, I mean, to each his own. I don't, I'm not a fan of them, but champagne and beer, beer is phenomenal for you, for mussels, cooking mussels, cooking seafood, um, in stews, cooking sausages. Um, champagne works really well with things like risotto. Um, and I guess the next question you might ask me is, you know, what if someone has, you know, issues with alcohol, you're not, you're really not going to get drunk enough that it would alter any situations in your life by cooking with alcohol and wine. It, well, most well, of it burns off, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Most, most of it, most, if not all burns off, especially. And then the other tip that's really important, make sure you, when you're like deglazing a pan with red wine or white wine to do it early enough so that it does cook down and, and that alcohol come, you know, cooks off because mm-hmm. Essentially, it'll be like your dish has actual wine in it. So you want to make sure you follow a recipe that is calling for wine and don't wait until the last minute to add it because it does need to kind of concentrate down. All right. So the bottom line takeaways on this is that if you wouldn't drink it, don't cook with it. Um, you can keep it in the fridge for how long again? Up to a month? Up to two Up to two, two months. months. Yeah. Keep and... it, you know, keep it covered. Um, there's a trick with champagne. If you put a spoon in the top, if you, you know, you lose the cork, or you don't have, well, champagne cork, you can't put it back in. Um, but if you don't have a top, proper top for a bottle of champagne, you can put a spoon in the top of the bottle. And I don't know why, but it works. <laughs> All right. Well, again, great ideas. You can uh, go to Executive Chef Jody Cummings' Facebook page by going to my Facebook page or the Catskills News Talk Facebook page. The video on who's on the show this morning, click on through. Um, Maybe you can send Executive Chef Jody Cummings a question, get more information. Always great information today talking about cooking with alcohol. And again, great tips. And I don't want to say that um, Chef Jody Cummings is, is cheap. I would say frugal. I have seen her wring out the cork on a wine bottle to get to get the last drops out. So you keep spreading those rumors, Paul. You do keep doing your thing. All right. Well, I look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Happy New Happy Year. I'll New talk to year. you next. I'll talk to you next year, Paul. That sounds good. <laughs> Executive Chef Jody Cummings, our weekly conversation this week, talking about cooking with alcohol. And not to drink as you cook, but to cook with the alcohol or the wine. Again, some good information. Coming up on 728 now. Silberto and friends. He's totally incompetent. He's terrible. He obviously went crazy. Hey, shut up. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. 733, 27 till 8. Catskills News coming up at 8. Catskills News headlines. Here's Mike Sakal. It was the day before Christmas, and the Sullivan County Federation for the Homeless opened its doors for a Christmas Eve luncheon offering food and gifts for both individuals and families with children. Children in attendance all got a gift from Santa. Federation Director Kathy Kreider took note of the importance of the event, the first indoor event since 2019, saying over 100 attended, saying over 100 attended the traditional 
Christmas Eve luncheon. Governor Kathy Hochul has signed legislation that imposes more stringent standards on the formation of villages in the state. However, her final approval included an exemption for the new proposed village of Ateres in Sullivan County. The governor said the new more stringent rules will not apply to villages already scheduled for public referendum as of December 22nd. Thompson Supervisor Bill Reber explains he had a 10-day deadline to file after a recent lawsuit by nearby residents was rejected. The voter referendum is scheduled for January 18th. That's what's happening. I'm Mike Sakel, Catskills News. Catskills News coming up at 8 on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. Tuesday morning, I'm Paul Siliberto. Dylan Price is here. And uh, again, you can catch Dylan every Saturday morning with the Catskills News Talk Sports Report with Dylan Price. I mean, still not right, but it was closer. I mean, that time you didn't add a couple extra. Go ahead, why don't you do it? Catskill Sports Report with Dylan Price that from too. nine to ten a.m. on Saturday mornings. That too. I'm just testing you to see if you got it right. I got to do it every Saturday morning at the top of the <laughs> anyway, hour, going into break, go. out of break, uh, yada yada yada. Uh, and again, uh, thanks to uh, Dutchess and Rock Hill yes. for uh, you know presenting the uh, Catskills news. No, the Catskills. Why Why am I having trouble with that? The Catskills Sports Report with Dylan Price. Let me ask you a dumb question. Who came you, up with you the name? You do this typically, but okay. Who came up with the name? You. Okay. Why can't I get it right? You helped me come up with the name. I'm not. And now you can't say the name. Well, how can I oh, say Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Some things never change. So, um, <laughs> again, always uh, great shows. And you were talking this week about what's coming up during this week, an exciting week, and we kind of hinted to it a little bit. Talk a little bit about heading out to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and really what's entailed when it comes to uh, to hitting the road and, and, and again, calling a, a major game like this. This will be the second time um, straight, actually, that I'll be heading out where Penn State plays, so got very lucky and blessed for the opportunity. You were in Detroit last Yes, night, right? to go yeah. out to Detroit, at the home of the Detroit Lions, who just won the NFC North title for the first time since 1993 um, this past weekend, but I got to go to Ford Field uh, and call Michigan State-Penn State. It was the regular season finale. Uh, the Spartans fell to the Nittany Lions 42 to nothing. Uh, it was cool. Got to do that with a good buddy of mine, Casey Kreider, and be on the scene there incredible opportunity to call a game from NFL Stadium and then we're going to do it again so it'll be pretty cool to head out to the Peach Bowl um, all the pomp and circumstance as well that comes with the New Year's Six game but yeah I mean it's a little bit different prepping for this versus prepping for um, a typical call sometimes I'll be at school I got lucky that I was over Thanksgiving break when I prepped for the game um, in Ford Field but it's a bit of an abbreviated window because obviously we've had the holiday season I mentioned it on my show you and I have talked about it just got wisdom teeth out so yes, I had to deal did. that whole thing um, <laughs> Um, but it's been a bit of an abbreviated prep, but, you know, diving into the Ole Miss Rebels, kind of figuring out their story. I've been closely tied with Penn State this season, so I know what the prep entails for that. I already have my charts done for that, which is basically just my offense, defense, special teams, getting everybody's name number down, basic biography facts, their where their height, their height, their weight, where they're from, their year um, in school, and then just their stats from the year, some stats from last year some honors they've gotten this year in the postseason and then kind of compiling that together for both Ole Miss, Penn State, printing out these charts and then hitting the road to Georgia and getting ready to do some media with the teams. When you when you put the, the stats and your charts together for, of course, you go to Penn State. You, you live with Penn State. 
when you put together the the charts and the stats for a, a team like Ole Miss in this case, um, is information provided through their athletic or, or a public relations department, or is a lot of it research that you have to do on your own? The athletic departments for a lot of these Division One colleges are superb. I mean, it, the opportunity to get to work with them, obviously, I'm very grateful for with Penn State. But to get to see how different colleges do different things is very cool. And all of them compile these things called game notes that they put on their website that actually, Paul, you can go on and see. Mm. And they have all the different stats, tidbits, anything else you'd really want to know. But it makes my life as a broadcaster so yeah. much easier because I can go in there and find all this stuff. And it makes me sound like I'm the biggest researcher <laughs> on the planet. They make, us, they make us look good by taking the grunt well, work sorry, out of it. Sorry I gave away your secrets. But I know. I was wondering, Magician's so. not supposed to reveal his tricks. But, but let, hey. me, let me tell you something. I don't care if the information is out there or not. What you do is something very specialized and something you should be so proud of and something you do so well. And I don't think people realize the preparation and the talent that it takes. So I want to continue talking about this as the morning rolls on. All right. Coming up on uh, 739 now. Good morning. Silberto and friends. I have it on your good authority. That Superman has been sleeping over at your house. That's crazy. You are crazy, man. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 742 now. It's 18 till 8. I'm Paul Silberto. Dylan Price is here on this Tuesday morning. Some heavy fog as uh, you head out. That's a deal for the morning. Some uh, heavy, dense fog and then patchy fog as the rest of our day rolls on. Time now to head to the Catskills News Talk line. It's our Sullivan County update. He is the Director of Communications Sullivan County, that merry little elf, Dan Hoost. Good morning, Dan. That's the first time I've ever been called that. Good morning. <laughs> and I just, as the words came out of my mouth, I thought, well, it's going to be the last time I'll ever call you that. <laughs> right. Well, good morning to you. Good morning, Dylan. <laughs> good morning, Dan. So cool to have Dylan back. We're getting a chance to catch up. Dylan, I don't know if you've heard, heading out to uh, to Georgia to call the, uh, the Peach Bowl. The Peach Bowl, yeah. Penn State and Old Miss, a major bowl game. I just so proud of what he's doing. I am not surprised. He is really uh, uh, just his his profile is going up and up. But every time I hear you on the radio, Dylan, you sound like you've been a veteran for thirty years on it, and it's just it's a pleasure uh, to listen to you and a joy to see uh, see you really mature into this role. You know, I, for those who don't realize, uh, um, my husband uh, is uh, my mother-in-law actually lives right next door to where Dylan grew up, so we've known him since he was a, a little kid, and uh, it's just it's great to see him really shine like this. You have found exactly uh, what you're you're great at, not good at, great at. I think you you couldn't have said it any better. And, uh... I agree with you 100%. I just, uh, I told him, I said, he, he's part, unfortunately, I, I have to admit it, he's part of my Saturday morning routine. <laughs> I said, I, I said, I meet with my personal chef. Most people know him as Chico from Tilly's. And then I have, I have breakfast and I get in the car quick enough to be able to catch uh, Dylan on the Catskills Sports Report. You got it this Dylan time. Price. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dan. <laughs> so, yeah. so what's going on throughout Sullivan County? Well, I want to start off with a few thank yous in the true holiday spirit. I want to thank uh, those who worked yesterday on behalf of the county, and frankly, anybody who had to work yesterday, not just county employees. Uh, you know, Christmas Day, 
I'm not sure who wants to work on Christmas Day, and unless you don't celebrate Christmas, I guess that it doesn't matter. But for a lot of people who do celebrate it, they had to work yesterday. Uh, in our case, our sheriff's office, our care center, our jail, our 911 center, those folks all had to be working yesterday. I just want to give a thank you to them because we needed them to be doing what they were doing. Uh, whether they wanted to or not, whether we wanted them to or not. Uh, and it just uh, shows their character. It speaks to who they are as people that you know, they they did not call out sick or uh, just not show up. They came and, and uh, were there for the people who need them, uh, including all of us. I'm sure there were several 911 calls, for example, yesterday, and our dispatchers and our sheriff's office being there uh, meant the world to the people who called the uh, 911. So thank you to them. I also want to give a shout out to all our school districts, our students, high school, middle school, and elementary who participated in our holiday concerts at the Government Center throughout the month of December. Virtually every working day, we had people there from all our different school districts, and not just the students, but their teachers, their families, the superintendents who came out to support them. It was wonderful to see. And we got virtually every single one of them on video, so they're available to watch on our social media channels if you still want to see, uh, because many of these students are extremely talented. And and just like with Dylan, you know, it's it's fun for us to say, hey, born and raised in Sullivan County, these are our own. These are our folks who are really talented and are doing great things, are going to be doing great things in the world. So uh, it's just, it's, it's wonderful to watch them. And I think it brought a lot of joy to people. And that joy is still there for the taking. Yep. And, um, and they, did, they did fantastic as always. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, then speaking of the holidays, we, of course, have another one coming up. Uh, happens to be called New Year's, which means that uh, just like this past week, we will have some uh, a half day and a day closed. Our half day will be this Friday, so we will be open till no later than 12.45 p.m. Some offices will close earlier. We will be open as normal today, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, but Friday will be the half day. And then Monday being New Year's Day, January 1st, we will be closed all day reopening uh, on the 2nd uh, on Tuesday. And then on that day, January 2nd, at least tentatively, hopefully we will make it official this week, should be the reorganization of a brand new Sullivan County legislature. Very exciting. Uh, we have uh, a, a new majority coming in, and I think there are going to be some different things happening, definitely some changes going on, definitely some new faces and people that I'm just looking forward to getting to know better. Uh, so tune in for that. I will have more information later this week about exactly when that will be occurring, but I'm quite sure that we will be live streaming that, and that will include not only the swearing in of all the legislators, but also the determination of who will be the chair, the vice chair, the minor minority leader, and the majority leader of the legislature. So we'll determine the leadership of the legislature going forward. So this will be an important meeting. So uh, I'll have more info, like I said, later in the week. Uh, the legislature, both the current and the future, are seeking three people for our Agriculture and Farmland Protection Board. These are volunteer unpaid positions looking for two farmers and one person who is in the agribusiness industry to serve on this very important board. It does exactly what it says it does, ag agriculture and farmland protection. 
It is to make sure that our agricultural land in the county is suitably protected and that farmers get the uh, the rights and uh, protections to which they are afforded by law. And these folks also determine who uh, gets to have land within what we call agricultural districts. And there's a whole bunch of more information on our website about these ag districts. I'm not going to go into explaining them in detail now. But suffice to say, this board exists to advocate for our local agricultural industry, which I think we all agree with is important. Find out more information about that by contacting our legislative clerk, Annie Martin, at 845-807-0435. That's 807-0435. She'll be happy to give you more information about that. <clears throat> and finally, just want to wish everyone a wonderful, happy prosperous and peaceful new year in 2024 very much looking forward to it same to you my friend and you know what happens one week from today uh i can only guess that some bald guy might walk into the, your studio and attempt to sound as good as dylan sounds yeah, it's a good point you will be <laughs> yeah. in next tuesday yep exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll do my best it sounds so. good hey have a very happy new year my friend and thank you again for uh, each and every tuesday i i really do appreciate you thank you all right looking forward to it take care both of you it's uh 7 Birthday shout-outs on Catskills New Stock, 92.5 and 94.9. Got a birthday today. You're celebrating with America's most wanted host, John Walsh. He's 78. Humorous, David Sedaris is 67. Jared Leto, Dallas uh, Buyers Club, and uh, more of us is 52. Beth Bears, The Neighborhood, Two Broke Girls is 38. Kid Harrington, Game of Thrones is 37 and uh, Eden Chair The Middle and Weeds 32. Got a birthday? Got a celebration? Let us know about it. We will let everybody know about it. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com Click Shout Out Get your info to us. We'll get it on for you at Catskills News Talk 92.5-94.9 Silberto and Friends I like that guy. He's so cool! Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 7.56 now, 4 till 8. Silberto and friends, I'm Paul Silberto. Dylan Price here on this Tuesday morning. And uh, let's talk a little bit uh, more about THON, what is going on today. And again, explain THON. Um, and then this is a great organization. First off, Jared Leto was a nice poll there, Paul. Thank you. You like that? Poor Jared Leto. Happy yeah. birthday to him. Hey, um, when, he, when he's got a show called called Leto and Friends, he can mess up my name. Is that all right? I think he's probably got a podcast. Every celebrity's so got too, one yeah. at this point. Anyways, uh, yes. Creep. <laughs> Don, Don takes place February 16th through the 18th. 46 hours. No sitting, no sleeping. Uh, really cool experience every year. One of the highlights of my college experience. So glad to be a part of it. But it is a year-long fundraising effort. Effort, um, for childhood cancer research and support, 92% of every dollar goes to his intended cause. It's an incredible organization, uh, largest philanthropy in the country, student-run entirely. Um, and it is, I mean, it, I've been part of it since I stepped on the campus, Paul. It's changed my life in a multitude of ways. And by being a part of Photo, a special interest org that represents the four families I talked about in the top of the hour, um, as well as doing all the fundraising efforts we've done. I've been on the exec board in various positions. 
it's incredible. It's a ton of fun and experience, but also getting to work with these families hands-on and hear what Thon has done for them. This money goes to an incredible cause because, as I said in the top of the hour, it never they never see a bill. They never see a bill for treatment. They never have to change their lives around financially in any ways more than it's been changed by this terrible, terrible disease. And I think that's really the magic of what this does. So we're doing a fundraising effort today at the Trading Post, doing ribbon sales, have an announcement, too, that we'll make uh, at Mm -hmm. some point soon today um, about a cool fundraiser coming up. And, yeah, it's an incredible organization. Now, once again, it's the Trading Post in Rock Hill. Rock Hill Trading Post today. And what time for the... Uh, it'll be like 12 to 2. 12 to 2. All right. So you stop by at the trading post <laughs> in Rock Hill. And again, the thing is, you know, Dylan's talking about specific families. But again, you covered the fact that there's research also involved. And yes. that's always the point we try to get across. That the research that comes from this organization that's helping individual families or in, like I said, the case of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, the kids of St. Jude, that research can also create protocols that are benefiting a family member, a friend, a co-worker, or even you. So it is really a big picture um, that is so vitally important. So thrilled that you're doing this, thrilled that we're getting a chance to talk about it again. Ribbon sales, just a donation, correct? Just a donation, mm-hmm. any amount. At the... Uh, Rock Hill Trading Post today. Coming up next hour, we'll talk more about Dylan heading to uh, Georgia for the Peach Bowl, Penn State and Old Miss. Also, we will speak with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, our weekly conversation. Gary Siegel has our Liberty Rotary Club update. And we're going to talk with Shane Felipe, Mr. Shane's. They got big doings coming up, a New Year's Eve ball that we'll get a chance to talk about happening at Mr. Shane. So a lot going on next hour here on Silberto and Friends. Again, lots of fog as you head out and uh, lots of fog throughout the day today from dense fog to patchy fog as the day rolls on. But for the most part, really warmer temperatures as we go through this Tuesday. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part and making Silberto and Friends a part of your morning. We do appreciate it. Wake up. I listen in the morning the most. Get you going. You know, find out what's going on. Great to listen to. Silberto and Friends. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 808. I'm Paul Silberto. Coming up this hour, we'll speak with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Gary Siegel has our Liberty Rotary Club update. And uh, Shane Felipe, Mr. Shane's, will be joining us. On the Catskills News Talk line, big New Year's Eve doings at Mr. Shane's. Dylan Price is here with me on this uh, Tuesday. And again, Dylan, great to have you here in studio this morning. Always a pleasure. A lot of fun catching up with you on and off air here today. I want to thank Dan again. It was cool talking to him and hearing from him this morning as well. Well, every word he said... Is true, my friend. So, well, thank you. We talked about uh, Thon. We talked about the uh, the ribbon sales yes. today. Uh, it's actually the donations for ribbons yep. at the uh, Rock Hill Trading Post. Now, 
Um, when are you leaving again for Georgia? I am heading out to Georgia at the crack of dawn on Thursday. I'll touch down in the ATL, barring hopefully everything going good weather-wise, no crazy fog, um, at about 8.30 on a Thursday morning, and then I'll be out there uh, for the game noon kick on Saturday. A bunch of stuff will be posted on my socials and all that stuff, and it should be a good time. Now, the deal is that um, folks who may have a busy schedule for for the time the game is on, can actually later on catch the game, correct? Yeah, uh, so there's going to be some more details um, about the re-air. I'll post it on my social media as well um, sometime soon, uh, just with different media rights and all that kind of stuff that is way above my pay grade to uh, figure <laughs> out. It'll get re-aired at a certain point. Um, I'll have all the information on that. But a lot of different social media stuff as well throughout the week we're out there. A lot of content. I get to catch up with uh, head coach James Franklin, Ole Miss's coach Lane Kiffin. What a guy. He is a firecracker. Uh, excited to get to experience media with him throughout the course of these next few days as well. So a lot of content will come out of that. But the re-air, so if you do miss it, you can always catch it. Uh, should be a lot of fun to uh, give some more details when that all comes out as well. And when you uh, when you do share the info we'll share that as well terrific works for me all right um again calling this game takes a lot of preparation and uh, talked a little bit about the work that you've done so far um are you are you completely done or you have a little bit more background to do uh, no, no, I'm not okay. completely done. It'll take a late night or two, but um, I'm pretty getting there with Ole Miss. Um, a lot of what it really entails, and I kind of mentioned this uh, the first time we started talking about this, but when I go into one of these games, you're worth Penn State throughout the course of the year, whether it be as a fan because I'm there on campus or whether it be working as a member of the media, writing stories, talking with the team here and there, and also the fact I got an opportunity to call a game of theirs against UMass earlier in the season and then, of course, Michigan State a few weeks ago. So my prep for Penn State really doesn't entail that much it's updating stats getting the key storylines they have two new coordinators coming in next year so kind of going through what the current interim positions look like and then what their different transfer portal draft process looks like guys opting out for the nfl draft so really just updating things penn state wise but for Ole miss it's learning a whole new team a team in an sec conference this year that was stout um and their only two losses were to alabama and to georgia so they're a very very good football team that i've been able to dive into that has not had a guy opt out yet they're pretty much much the same team they were just a few weeks ago whereas Penn State lost some guys so it's been kind of cool learning a whole new team and that's where a bulk of my prep really is is on storylines and then learning Ole Miss. Now you talked about opting out and losing some guys now how does that work? So with these I guess this new era of college football I've kind of talked about it on my show on Saturday Mm -hmm. mornings but you kind of go into these bowl games that if you're not in the college football playoff what are you playing for is kind of, I guess, the notion that some guys have. And that's fair because if you're a top, if you're projected to go in the first round of the NFL draft, why would you risk potentially getting hurt in a bowl game that you're not going to have a national title mm-hmm. on the line because there's just too much risk? Sure. You're balancing yeah. risk and reward, and you could still go out to Atlanta and enjoy the game with the team like Olu Fashanu and Chop Robinson are doing with Penn State, who are both projected first round draft picks. So um, it's kind of just a gauging whether or not you have that interest from the NFL and whether or not it's a risk reward thing. There's some guys who are projected to go in the top rounds that are still going to play, and it's really just on a case by case basis. But Penn State seeing a little bit more opt-outs, which really could see them have fresh blood, a preview of next year, but also could be a detriment yeah. because Ole Miss isn't losing anybody, and yeah. it's going to be a bit of an interesting clash of styles. You wonder how purists feel about that. 
Uh, not great. You I can't think it's, to dance, it's tough. Why aren't you dancing? It's you been, know? I mean, I've talked about it as well with the NIL world, all the transfer portal. Ole Miss has capitalized on that, Paul. Most of their roster is built from other schools. These are guys they didn't necessarily initially recruit, whether it be transfers from in Mississippi, JUCO colleges, where these guys are getting an opportunity, or from other Division One colleges that they hopped over. And it's a lot of... Things that would make purist skin crawl, but it's the new era of college yeah. football. It's the wild, wild west of the NIL, the transfer portal, and then opting out, opting in. It's it's chaos, but it yeah. produces a lot more parity and a lot of really good football games like we'll probably see on Saturday. Well, and, of course, being from the old country, northeast Pennsylvania, um, Penn State, uh, in our family blood, my uh, my nephew, my niece's husband, um, centered for uh, Kerry Collins when Penn State won the Rose Bowl that year. So. You know, again, a lot of history in our family with Penn State and with Penn State football. But believe it or not, I was only at one Penn State game in my life. Wow. One. Do you remember it? Yes, I do. I remember how tight it was sitting there. It is packed. Listen, it's 107,000 is what they say the max capacity yeah. is. But for some reason, every year it's like 110,000, 111,000 packed in there. It's jam-packed like sardines. But it's, I mean, it's, I personally, <laughs> It's an bias. amazing experience. Yeah, it's the yeah. greatest environment in college sports. Come on. Yeah, it is an amazing experience. How is the, um, the rep and, let's say, the luster of Penn State um, since many, many years have passed, since really... The crumbling and the tarnishing at the time of what was just royalty when it came to college football? That's a heavy question. Um, I think the best way to say this, and I, I talk about this a little bit um, with people close to me just about Penn State, because at the end of the day, it was a great cloud that plagued the, uh, the college, really. Um, I was going to say the football program, but really the college for the mm-hmm. past um, decades going into um, this past, I guess, 2020s, 2010s, really. Um, give all the credit in the world to head coach James Franklin because he didn't have an easy task. Head coach Bill O'Brien took over the program right out of the Joe Pa era mm-hmm. and all the cloud of the scandal um, still remaining. And Coach O'Brien did a great job getting them back on track. But Coach Franklin, when O'Brien went to the NFL, had to... First off, battle the sanctions, battle the gray cloud, and has done so masterfully. And I know there's a lot of people that go out there and call for his head, his job, for the fact that, you know, this is another 10-2 and season. They could lose this game against Ole Miss and finish with three losses on the season. But it's another New Year's Six bid for back-to-back years. They have an opportunity to do something no college has ever done before if they win on Saturday, which is win every single New Year's Six bowl game. They have an opportunity next year with an expanded 12-team college football playoff that they would right now currently be sitting in as the 10 seed Mm -hmm. in that kind of format if they had that, I guess, a year earlier. Coach Franklin's done a masterful job. He, truthfully, has done wonders for the program in rebuilding the reputation, the allure as a powerhouse in college football, but really as a college powerhouse in the country again. And I think in that turn, um, you might call me a homer a little bit for saying it, but I think Penn State's reputation is getting back to where it once was, especially in the land of college football. Good. That's and uh, that is so good to hear because I know that even throughout all that was going on, the uh, the academic standards were phenomenal. Absolutely, and phenomenal. I am a little biased because mm-hmm. my degree is going to say Penn State. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> as long as I graduate, if I decide to ever graduate and leave that place, but it will say Penn yeah. State. But uh, academics, I mean, superb. Yeah. But mm-hmm. football, I think, had a lot of work to do, and Coach Franklin's done a masterful yeah. job. That's good to hear. It's good to hear. Um, again, we talked about the preparation you had going, you know, going into this, and still. 
have to do. A lot so. still to go. I yeah. got to learn about all these rebels and what they've been through and their craziness with Lane Kiffin. He's yeah. a funny guy. Now, are you doing? Now, how does it work? Play by play, color? Is it a flip flop? How does that format work? So we'll each take a half. Uh, my good buddy Matthew Scalzo will be out there with me in Atlanta. A couple other com radio representatives as well for Penn State Student Run Radio Station that I have the privilege to be a part of, the general manager of, and a football broadcaster for um, throughout some points in the season. But I'll do a half on play-by-play, a half on color commentary. So I'll get to put my Joe Buck hat on, put my mm-hmm. Troy Aikman hat on, put my Al Michaels hat on, put my Chris Collinsworth hat on, do a little bit of a little bit of both, and get a taste of both and it's always a lot of fun what do you enjoy the most i love doing play-by-play i okay. think it's uh, always Good. pretty cool and i'm somebody who sometimes can lose track of thoughts you know when you're calling the action as it happens it's a little hard to get yeah. stumble over your own words with color sometimes get things get a little too elongated and mm-hmm. you lose track of what your point was supposed point. to be that's a good point so years ago when i first started out in radio we used to do a round robin um coverage of football and basketball games which was such a cool thing one person would throw to another to another and cover four of the biggest games and during basketball i think i told you the story Mm -hmm. i had uh, ended up with a triple overtime game (laughs) that i essentially ended up doing play-by-play and color on because i was the last person to finish the reporting and man the excitement of that do you think there's a file out there that we could find to listen to this i think there is I think there is. I can reach out to some friends and see if I want to hear this. You know, I'm at that excited. time, if the tape, we see the problem is not finding the file; it's finding the medium to play it on. Oh yeah, you know the old reel-to-reel days. Do you so. rub like rocks together and <laughs> produce it. the sound or something? Stop it. Silberto and friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Hey, it's eight twenty-one. Good morning. I'm Paul Silberto. Dylan Price is here. On this Tuesday morning, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Dylan, we were talking about Thon. We were talking about the uh, the um, the ribbon donations today at the Rock Hill Trading Post. And also, you talk, there's going to be a raffle coming up, correct? Yeah, there's going to be a pretty big raffle. Uh, it's going to kick off in the new year. I'll have more information about that on my social medias. I'll pass it to Paul to share along as well. But getting some restaurants, some organizations in the community involved with uh, some donations of gift certificates, uh, whatever else it may be, prizes. Um, and it'll be a raffle. It'll be uh, one ticket for $5, four tickets for $20. And then on January 31st, it'll be auctioned off and all prizes proceeds will be going to Thon, so you'll be funding pediatric cancer research and support, and possibly kicking your new year off with a bang with a gift certificate, maybe to a place like Mr. Shane's. Yeah, we've got amazing, uh, amazing uh, community partners, one of which, of course, one of the best is Mr. Shane, Shane Felipe. How are you this morning, Shane? Good morning, Paul and Dylan. How are you guys today? Good. I'm doing good. So good to talk to you. Thank you for helping out with uh, a gift certificate for that raffle that Dylan was speaking about. No, no, we'd love to help anybody in the community, and Dylan and his family have always been a big part of it, so it's great. Well, you're always there. Hey, let's talk about what's happening New Year's Eve at Mr. Shane's, the first New Year's Eve for Mr. Shane's. Yes, the first ever. It's it's kind of a a transition from the old Ramada Sullivan Event Center that we used to do, and mm-hmm. we're, we're moving it down to the, the inn at Hunt's Landing, and we're, we're going to do a big... Chris, uh, New Year's Eve ball where we have a DJ, a photo booth, a four-hour open bar, cocktail hour, four-station menu, dessert, champagne toast. It's going to be a lot of fun. It sounds like it, and I, I, so many remember the uh, the uh, over the years the uh, the New Year's Eve get-togethers, 
at the uh, the places you had mentioned, and I know so many are going to be so excited about the uh, um, the new tradition now starting at Mr. Shane's. Now, as far as uh, dinner prior to, if somebody just wants to get out for a great New Year's Eve dinner, what's uh, what's the hours for New Year's Eve? So we're gonna do um, a four to eight dinner at the uh, at the uh, new restaurant down there. We're gonna do a price fix menu. It's eighty nine dollars a person, and you get a salad, appetizer, dinner, and dessert. And that's gonna be for the people that don't want to go out and don't have the big party and don't want to stay out late. We'll do that for them. And then from four to eight, we'll do that in the restaurant. At nine o'clock, we'll kick off the the New Year's Eve ball in the ballroom. See, you know, I, I I've got I've got I know I I know nothing about the restaurant business. And, 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 and I don't even play somebody on the radio who does, but Shane, I got a great idea for you for next year. Why don't you, why don't you have a, why don't you talk to Randy? He'll love it. Put together like a new year's package for people like me, where you have dinner from three to four, and then you have recliners in the back room so we can fall asleep (laughs) by six. I'm with you, Paul. That'd be the greatest new year's Eve for me. Then you can come in and wake us up about (laughs) five till midnight and then we can go back to sleep again. Yeah, those days those days are coming up pretty quick. I might be happy to be off at 6 o'clock on New Year's Eve, I promise you. Well, there you go. So once again, if um, somebody wants to get involved, reservations are strongly recommended, correct? Yes, you can call the restaurant at uh, 570-481-5906, or you can call me on my cell phone, 845-807-7375, and we'll get you in and booked up. We have a lot of local... Sullivan County people already made reservations, so we're excited about seeing everybody again, too. All so. Right. so, Shane, that's uh, that's what's going on for New Year's Eve. Let's talk a little bit about Mr. Shane's in general. Um, had a few chances to to dine there. Absolutely love the restaurant. Talk a little bit about, like, your hours. And I know Dylan, too, has dined there. Talk about your hours. Talk a little bit about the menu. I think it's a very, very unique and an excellent menu. Yeah, we, we're open Wednesday through Sunday right now. We're open from 11.30 till 9 during the week and 10 on the weekends. Um, we have a big menu. We have pretty much anything you can... If you can't find something to eat on that menu, there's a problem. That's, now, we have a, that's pizza. not cliche. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah, It's true. We have pizza. We have burgers. We have appetizers. We just started running some big stuff. We have live lobsters in there now. We have steaks. We have Wagyu steaks. We have a ton of everything. You know, we're we're hoping in the next two to three weeks to have the second restaurant that should be open, which is going to be more of a Bernie's type mm-hmm. menu. So for the people that used to eat at Bernie's a lot, we're going to kind of move into that and, and get that open in the next few weeks. And we're, we're really excited about what's coming in the future for us. And again, you should be. And again, you talk about quality. Definitely worth the trip for those, uh, you know, in the immediate area. But again, for those of you listening in more toward the uh, the border and the, the Matamoros area, um, Wayne and Pike counties, um, what what an experience to dine at Mr. Shane's. And again, you want to get involved in a great New Year's Eve get together. You can go to my Facebook page or Catskills News Talk Facebook page this morning. The video where I shared who will be on the show, you'll see the uh, the click through to go to Mr. Shane's Facebook page to get all that contact information. Make sure you make your reservations. Don't miss out. Be part of the very first 
New Year's Eve ball at Mr. Shane's. Shane Felipe, as always, thank you. I love you, my friend. I appreciate it. And uh, let's talk again soon in the new year, all right? All right. I love you too, Paul. Take it easy. You guys have a great, great rest of the day. Thank you. See you, Shane. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Dylan. Shane Felipe, Mr. Shane's again, uh, the very first New Year's uh, New Year's Eve ball at Mr. Shane's. If you haven't had a chance to experience Mr. Shane's yet, check it out. It was a, It's a delicious food. It's terrific. And I, a great atmosphere, We were right? talking about it off air. Incredible, incredible job Shane and the crew do out there. Food's yeah. great. Great atmosphere. It's awesome. And don't tell anybody, but you know that the logo has the picture of Shane? I So they say, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it's got say, Shane. I, I drew contacts on it, but don't tell anybody <laughs> that. It's 828. Silberto and friends. I'm not a baby. I'm a man. I'm an anchor man. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. Morning, Silberto and friends. I'm Paul Silberto. Dylan Price here on this Tuesday morning. And it's our Liberty Rotary Club update on the Catskills News Talk line. It's Gary Siegel. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Good morning. Merry post-Christmas, is it? <laughs> hey, post- Merry. Yeah, day after Christmas, however you want to put it. Merry New Year's week. That's, what do I know? I'm always foggy, someone <laughs> says. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, Gary. Anyway. Best for the rest of us or something like that. <laughs> no, that was before. That was before. <laughs> so so I, 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 I see you had a great holiday season. Yeah, we had we had some real real nice family time and you know it's it's what the what the holidays are all about, right? Yeah. Glad so good to see and uh, so good to hear that. So what's happening with the Liberty Rotary Club? Well, you know, Paul, our, our fiscal year actually goes from July 1st to June 30th. So this is our half year, uh, you know, benchmark, I, I guess you would say. And, uh, you know, we've had we've had an incredible year. Uh, we've we've done some amazing uh, fundraisers. You know, basically what our Rotary Club, uh, our motto is service above self. And we what we do is we raise money to give it away to causes that matter. And uh, and that's just what we've been doing. Uh, you know, recently we we did the uh, Boys and Girls Club um, uh, Giving Tree. Um, we were involved with uh, uh, Murph's Toy Drive. Um, uh, you know, all these all these events. Uh, we we did the the Peace, Love, and Lights uh, for the uh, uh, Federation for the yeah. Homeless. Um, you know, all these great causes uh, for communities that are in need. Uh, and, and that's basically what we do. And, and uh, you know, our, our Dave Thompson spirit beer and wine tasting was a huge success. Uh, we raised uh, almost $20,000, of wow. which uh, a little more than $7,000 went to a single bite. And the rest of the proceeds are going toward our scholarship fund uh, to be able to provide scholarships, uh, which our, our committee will be convening soon to, to, to put that together and to look at our applicants and we're excited about that and looking ahead you know we've got the sub-zero heroes winter plunge uh mr and mrs terry are yes. really a- active in that i want to mention janetta uh janetta macarthur who who just did a project for seniors uh and provided supplies for them uh and and th- this is what we do we have a, we have our heartathon coming up uh, and we have uh, a number of our our members that are activated for that. Uh, there's, uh, you know, looking ahead, we have the St. Patrick's uh, Day uh, 
Party to Benefit Care, which is going to be on March 10th. Uh, the Unity Walk for Parkinson's, which is on Saturday, April 27th. I mean, all these things are what we do. We, we raise money uh, to provide help and support uh, for com- com- uh, you know charities that are in need, organizations. Mm-hmm. You were there a couple weeks ago supporting our uh, sister station, Thunder 102, Country Cares for St. Jude Kids, celebrity bartending event in Hancock. Always there working together with other organizations. It's such a hallmark of this area and really such a hallmark of the Liberty Rotary Club. It is, you know, and Paul, you know, our, our Rotary Club, we, we now have almost 50 members in our Rotary Club. And I, I can tell you that back in two, 2007, 2008, uh, our club was about to fold, and and there are many clubs, there are many clubs now that uh, that are having uh, difficulty in finding members. But we, uh, because we're out there, I think in the community, and people people want to want to join in, and they want to give back to the community, and I think it's so important. And and the the thing is that we do meet every week at Yasu uh, Cafe in Liberty. Uh, on Wednesday evenings, and and we have programs like this week's program is going to be Karen Holden, who's one of our newest members, and is uh, the director of public health, um, and she'll be doing a program about uh, giving us an update about public health, and then on January 10th, this guy Paul Silberto is <laughs> in the spotlight, you know, so so it, it's just a, a great a great time. It's family, it's friends, it's camaraderie, and it's service above self. And again, um, just doing so many amazing things locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. It's not just a saying, it's a fact when it comes to the Liberty Rotary Club. You can find out more. Um, First of all, go to Catskills News Talk Facebook page, my Facebook page. Click on through to the Liberty Rotary Club um, on the link that I have in the video talking about who's going to be on the program this morning. Or go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com, the click list, click on the logo. For the Liberty Rotary Club, Gary, Happy New Year. We'll catch up next week. Happy New Year, Paul. Happy New Year to all your listeners. And Dylan, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Gary. It's 8.39. Silberto and Friends. It was dreadful. That was horrible. Horrible. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. It's 8.42 now. I'm Paul Silberto, Dylan Price on this Tuesday morning, and a little bit ago, you said I, I mispronounced what Jared Le- Leto's name? Leto. Leto, right, right. Well, you pronounce you mispronounced my hometown. Duria, right? Duria, not Duria. Duria, I just said it. You said Duria. I, don't I said Duria. Don't even go there. <laughs> don't even go there. Hold on, hold on. We'll let we'll let her be the judge of who's of who's wrong and who's right. It's Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Good morning, Assemblywoman. I, I think Paul is right because he lived there. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my Thank goodness. You. Thank you. Yeah. Whose side Sorry, are you on, Aileen? <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is. There well, you go. I hope everybody had a happy holiday season, or and we're continuing it to the new year. And uh, unfortunately, today our office is closed. The assembly closed our office, but. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, so you can call if you need anything. I mean, I know this is a sometimes a tough season for many people. You know, it's uh, the season that we need money for oil, heat, those kinds of things. And there are some available financing for those kinds of things. So, you know, give a call and we'll help you as best we can. Give that number again. Close today, but for tomorrow, your office number. 
845-794-5807. And guess who was here? To, my daughter's here from Paris and my yes. granddaughter. That's so fantastic. Very exci- yeah, it, it's very hard when your children live overseas. So seeing them is really quite a blessing. That is great. Now, um, is there a little bit of quiet time for you when it comes to the assembly for a, for a couple of weeks, or are things really moving forward? Well, honestly, our office is still very busy. You know, I mean, there's the legislative side of my job, but there's also the community side of my job. And, you know, again, we know there are a lot of people in need. You know, we've been we collected boots. We, you know, we collect coats. We collect all kinds of things. So it's a time for giving. It's the Christmas season, time for giving. And if you know somebody that needs something, we'll do our best to see if we can help them. You know, it, it's it's just a tough time of year for so many people. You know, we've gone through the COVID pandemic and people that are going back to work. And it's just very important that it's a time of giving. And, you know, if we can help you, we're always there. All right. I know you are. And again, uh, one more time, the number for your office. Again, close today, but reopen tomorrow. 845-794-5807. Happy New Year to everybody. You know, it's coming up and hopefully this year will be the best ever. Well, I thank you for being with me uh, every Tuesday morning, and we'll get together again for our update next Tuesday morning. And Happy New Year to you, Assemblywoman. Thank you so very much. I'll be home watching the ball drop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. All for the parties. Right, me too. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, <laughs> our weekly update, and we will catch up again next week. Coming up on 846 now on this uh, Tuesday morning. Silberto and friends. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> he is alive. I haven't figured out what keeps him alive yet. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 8.50. It's 10 till 9. We are winding down. Silberto and friends. I'm Paul Silberto. Dylan Price on this uh, Tuesday morning and again, let's talk a little bit about uh, today and about the ribbons for Thon. A little bit about the organization again and how how people can get involved and help out. Yeah, so today uh, from around 12 to 2, uh, two of my friends from school actually will be joining me at the Rock Hill Trading Post. I've uh, been out there once already this uh, holiday season, just collecting donations, all donation-based, but it's ribbon sales uh, for Thon um, for those that... Just joining now with Paul and I, Thon, uh, the world's or the largest run student philanthropy in the world. Sometimes that's a mouthful, but regardless, <laughs> uh, raising money for pediatric cancer research and support, Paul, making sure that none of these families ever get a bill for this terrible, terrible disease that uproots lives. And then also funding research that, as you've mentioned throughout the course of the show today, it goes beyond just the pediatric cancer realm of things. It can be life saving research um, towards treatments that can be treated for a variety of different cancers. Um, and adults as well, but also just diseases as a whole and helping make lives easier and helping ensure that in the future we can dream forward to a cancer-free world. Um, but yeah, so I'll be at Trading Post today. And then as mentioned uh, with Mr. Shane earlier, uh, going to be doing a raffle through the course of the new year. It'll kick off um, in the start of January, run through January 31st. Um, so if you can't make it out to some of these ribbon sales through the course of the next few weeks at the Trading Post, um, going to be a lot more information on how to support with the raffle as well. Um, and by doing that, you 
It would just literally be a ticket for five bucks or four for 20, and you'd be getting a prize at the end of it more than likely, maybe, possibly, I don't know. But there's an opportunity January 31st would be the drawing, and you could win a prize while doing a great, great thing for Thon and for uh, helping people out with pediatric cancer research and support. Yeah, and again, when it does come time for the, the links and that, for whether it be the raffle or anything going on with Thon, Definitely happy to share them with you. Well, thank you. I very much appreciate it and all the support. Hey, uh, it's a great thing that you're doing now. Uh, Speaking of a great thing, so excited for you um, heading out to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Heading out yeah. there in a uh, couple days, uh, really at this point, like T-minus 48 hours um, have left before I'll be in the air on the way to Atlanta, uh, flying out, as I mentioned. Uh, crack of dawn on Thursday, going to be landing in the ATL, have some media obligations to take care of um, on Thursday, getting to talk to uh, head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, um, Lane Kiffin, and then, of course, for the Penn State and Indy Lions, James Franklin, doing some media stuff, uh, just prep, also just touring Atlanta, doing some cool stuff like the College Football Hall of fame um different things out in atlanta and should be a good time and then the game saturday if you want to get to anywhere in atlanta you make a right on peach peach tree you head down peach tree you make a left on peach tree then you go down peach tree everything is named peach tree there's something about these peaches i'm just figuring it out Mm. peach bowl peach tree peach is the fruit i guess it's something every street is named peach tree in atlanta I it think I'm going to get lost. Yeah, it took me hours to get to where I was going one time. Well, you get lost walking to and from your office to the studio. Uh, look, it's a tough walk, okay? <laughs> so, hey, when it, we talked about the prep that you've done and that you continue to do. We talked about the flip-flopping of play-by-play mm-hmm. and color throughout the game. When it comes to these um, the uh, the interviews with the coaches that you spoke about, these things scheduled in advance, is there a scheduled time that you know already when you're meeting with the coaches? Yeah, it kicks off um, actually today. So there's some media members already out there in Atlanta, um, lots of different media availability. That's one of the biggest, I guess, assets of Bowl Week is so much availability, so much on-site um, opportunity to connect with the players, connect with the coaches. Also, the first time that freshman players will speak to the media is this week, so a lot of different new quotes, new opportunities to talk and build relationships with some of these players. But it'll be have a lot of press conferences, a lot of different stuff where you're getting an opportunity for Coach Franklin and Coach Kiffin to answer a variety of questions, whether it be, you know, we talked earlier about this fiery transfer portal mm-hmm. with a lot of guys jumping from school to school, um, NIL, lots of money being handed out. The wild, wild west, there's not a lot of sanctions, not a lot of rules going on in this world of recruiting. And then, of course, you know, college football playoff expansion, realignment. There's so many different storylines that you can talk to these coaches about. And then just also, you know, there is a game that needs to be played and a matchup between Ole Miss and Penn State that is number 10 versus number 11. Uh, SEC Big Ten, Penn State, as I mentioned, going for the opportunity to win every single New Year's Six Bowl game if they can secure a Peach Bowl victory. And Ole Miss, it would be their first 11-win season in program history. So a lot on the line for both sides amidst all the storylines and chaos in NCAA yeah. football as a whole. Now, you and I have spoken about this many times um, about big events, and I think back to the days of the Thunder Bashes with Thunder 102, and I think back to Getting Ready and then the, uh, the Country Cares for St. Jude Kids Radiothons. Um, it's always like so much prep leading up to it, and then the event, and then the day, the day after, you sit there and go, uh it's over. Wait a minute. Are you, are you like that? Now, this is the second time. Uh, what, a few weeks ago you were in Detroit with a big game 
Um, what's it like, like the day after? There's a little bit of a letdown, isn't there? I think there is. I mean, I I'm gonna quote my mom on this a little bit here because today's December 26. There's the Christmas letdown. She says that I get that all kids get, um, that all adults even get a little bit when the holiday magic comes to an end. Well, for me, it's the it's gonna be the Peach Bowl letdown a little yeah. bit, but then it's New Year's Eve, and then there's so much other fun stuff coming up. So I think I'll take it in stride a little bit. But there is that little bit of reflection that you know it's also the end of the football season. It's the end of the yeah. Penn State season that I had the opportunity to call three games this year, and that means the next time that I pop on a headset for Penn State football will be my senior year, which yeah. is surreal to think it's about. Crazy yeah. since you and I got together after my freshman year, exactly. and now here we are. But uh, it's it's going to be a different different feel. It's always kind of cool in these big game environments, um, and I think this will be a surreal experience. And then obviously, you know, have that moment hopefully to set in while we're in Atlanta, and then when I fly back uh, next Sunday, yeah, next Sunday mm-hmm. when I fly back, it'll be. Uh, Bit of a cool this reflection. Sunday. This coming Sunday. Yeah, this coming Sunday. Yeah. My weeks are all You'll be jumbled. flying back on on, uh, New, on Year's New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, um, we talked about Thon coming up and all the work with yes. that and what's ahead um, with the event, but... You know, following that, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the sports and broadcasting, what's ahead for you in the near future after the bowl is done? So after the bowl is done, taking a breather, as you mentioned, uh, a little bit of time to hang out. Um, some cool broadcasts coming up. Going to have the opportunity to call uh, Penn State basketball game again uh, against the Minnesota Golden Gophers with a good friend of mine um, in the start of the new year. A couple other broadcasts that pop up here and there. February 12th, I'll be doing the Bryce Jordan Center duel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's between Penn State and Rutgers. Um, and it's always the number one wrestling team in the country, Penn State, versus a top-ranked team. This year it'll be Rutgers. The Scarlet Knights come to town. Um, and in the basketball arena, usually always sold out. So And then stuff pops up here and there. But then the big kahuna is Thon, February 16th yeah. to the 18th. Um, that's kind of going to be my primary focus when I head back to school. I'm getting the privilege, the honor to get to dance yeah. this year. So that means 46 hours, no sitting, no sleeping for me. But I'm very excited. Yeah. So broadcast galore, but of course leading into the magic that is Thon Weekend and a few few weeks, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, 40, 46 hours? 46 hours. 46 hours of Dylan shaking his bunny maker. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. I'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing. Uh, we'll get you back in again when time permits, all right? Well, thank you very much for everything, as always. Always a pleasure. And, of course, we'll be talking to you Friday. Yes. Yep. With the Catskills News Talk. Sports update. Sports update. And then on Saturday, it's Catskills Sports Report. With Dylan Price. Oh my gosh, you got it. Two in a row. It took two hours. You got there, though. <laughs> so, all right, my friend, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you, as always. Dylan Price. Again, we'll uh, keep you updated on what's going on with Thon and things going on with Dylan. Coming up tomorrow on the next Silberto and Friends, it's Boys and Girls Club. Also, Pastor Seth Switzer from Restoration Church. Ray Pucci has our Delaware County update. Cindy Ray talks about what's happening on the pages of the Hancock Herald, of course. Our Boys and Girls Club update and our weekly conversation with Congressman Mark Molinaro. It's all tomorrow on the next Silberto and Friends. You and I will get together a little bit after 6. Now, throughout the day today, again, some dense fog turning into just patchy fog as uh, the day goes on. But um, some warmer temperatures. So do keep that in mind. Let's get together again tomorrow morning. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.